Hey everyone, good afternoon. My name's Adam Helfman. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Contractor Therapy. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Your home today is so much more than it was yesterday. But at Rocket Mortgage, home is still all about you. I want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast. They're available 24-7. Um, and today's podcast is pretty unique because what we're going to talk about is one topic. It's all about kitchens today. And I'm going to give you some tips and some professional uh, advice on how to get a kitchen that looks award-winning, but not the award-winning price. So you're going to save money with some of these tips here. And, of course, joining us on the podcast today is Paul Sarah. Hey, what's up? And Roberto Beauchene. Hey, now. So, listen, the number one home improvement request and the most popular home improvement is always a kitchen. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of reasons why. It's almost the nucleus of the home. I mean... Uh, Roberto, you have you have family and kids, right? Yeah. So when you have people over or entertain, where does everyone hang out? In the kitchen. Exactly. Uh, Paul, when you go out to a friend's house and you go to a party, where does everyone hang? It's the kitchen. Right. So the kitchen has become an entertainment zone, a center of, of everything around the house. So your kitchen needs to be multiple identities. It has to be an entertainment zone. It has to be functional functional zone. It has to be inviting. It has to be designed properly. So there's a lot of things that go into a kitchen. And with today's uh, trends, you need to make sure that you stay current. So let's go through the basics of a kitchen, first of all. Um, most homeowners uh, want to remodel a kitchen because they want to update the look. Now, Paul, you had gotten some facts about some kitchens in the past. Yeah, according to a home advisor, which was the thing I saw a sure. few weeks ago, the average cost of renovating uh, renovating a kitchen in the U.S. right now is just over twenty two thousand dollars. And apparently, the good rule of thumb is to spend about ten to fifteen percent of your home's total value on your kitchen remodel. So basically, if your home's worth three hundred thousand, you're probably going to be looking thirty to forty thousand, maybe more, to renovate the kitchen. Yeah, so that's a decent rule of thumb. I, however, I'm going to argue with that first number, the twenty-three thousand. I think the average kitchen is more. I think it's probably thirty thousand. Now, prices have gone up. Inflation's here. Maybe that's an old number. I don't know, but I'm going to go with thirty thousand as the average. Taking the value of your house, if you have a five hundred thousand dollar house, do you spend fifty thousand on a kitchen? If you have a three hundred thousand dollar house, do you spend fifty thousand on a kitchen? My answer is always going to be this: it depends. Because of the homeowner. It depends on what the homeowner's thinking, how they're thinking, and what their what their goals are for the kitchen. So let's talk about a basic kitchen today. Okay. Kitchens are used for a couple of things. One, cooking meals. For sure, right? What else is the kitchen used for? Do you know? Entertainment. Correct. Entertainment. How about uh secretarial office admin work people sit down at their kitchen table and do work with zoom today and zoom meetings people are working from home guess what they're sitting in their kitchen so the kitchen is now added on some more uh responsibilities so the other thing is you got to make sure if you know as new technologies arise look at have you heard of an instant pot yeah okay that's all the rage the last couple of years well what is an instant pot it's, it's a cooking device that goes in your kitchen what do you got to do you got to plug it in so the electronics part of a kitchen is the fastest growing part of it. Now, everyone wants to save energy. Everyone wants a smart home. But at the same time, everyone has more devices to plug in. Do you have a cell phone? Either of you? Yeah, yeah of course. Do you have a, you have a laptop? Yeah. Yep. Do you have an, a, a tablet at all? Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Now you have three devices that you just said to me. You got to plug them all in to charge them. 
They're not solidly plugged in. So, with that being said, imagine a household of four kids, four, four homeowners, two parents, mom and dad, and two children, seven years old and 13 years old, right? Mom and dad both have cell phones. Mom and dad most likely both have their own tablets. That's four devices. The two children, the seven-year-old for sure has a uh, tablet because he wants to play on it or an electronic device. And the 13-year-old most likely today has a cell phone and a computer or an iPad. So there you have two, four, six, eight devices. You come in. Where did most people plug in their devices? Next to their bed or in the kitchen? So when you design a kitchen today, you should design, and the rule of thumb is every six foot a plug, but you should design now four plugs every six feet. And the trend is the plugs with the USB port built into the plug. Support for Contractor Therapy comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home today is so much more than it was yesterday, but at Rocket Mortgage, home is still all about you. During these challenging times we're all experiencing, the top priority at Rocket Mortgage is the health and safety of the communities they serve. And while things are changing quickly every day, one thing that will never change is their team's commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience possible. That's why, if you need mortgage support, their team of experts is there to answer questions and offer solutions. They understand that hardships happen, and they're here to help. Whether that means working with you to save money on your mortgage or finding a new way to navigate payments, if you have questions, the team at Rocket Mortgage has answers. They know how important your home is to you, because you are important to them. If you need mortgage assistance, the home loan experts at Rocket Mortgage are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage is with you. Visit rocketmortgage.com forward slash contractor therapy to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. So with the USB plugs uh, in the kitchen, it allows everyone just to plug in with whatever device they have. And those actually are evolving as well. Believe it or not, um, I know we're talking about a little bit of electronics, but it's amazing to me how when I go to like a big box store or an electrical supply house that they even have new plugs that have the USB, the new USB-C. So um, really every house should have one of those. And those are little tricks that people should have. But in a kitchen, here's the thing. Let's talk about the components that you put into a kitchen. So you've got your kitchen cabinets, which is really the focal point. But then you've got the countertops and you have the appliances. So right there you have cabinets, countertops, and appliances. What else is there? Will you be surprised? Today, even the faucet and the sink makes a difference. How many sinks you have make a difference. And then don't forget the flooring. Because the flooring now with pre-finished hardwood and porcelain and tile needs to complement what you're doing. And then you've got the ceiling and you've got a lighting. So you have multiple components in a kitchen that all have to interact in order for it to really hit, look good. When you're entertaining, you want people to say, wow, because it's, it's not only a, a functional space, but it's also a place you want to brag about and say, look at my kitchen, right? Well, one question I wanted to ask you, Adam, because you were talking about like appliances and stuff and how that's becoming a big thing is in some houses, when you watch these home improvement shows or anything like that, they'll put like the kitchen sink on the island. Right. Instead of when they buy the cabinets, or they'll put the range on the island instead of by where the cabinets are. What are the pros and cons of that? Because it seems to me like I wouldn't want that on the island. Okay, so you're delving into the the territory of kitchen design, and kitchen design starts with the old school kitchen layouts, what they call it a kitchen triangle. 
And a triangle is three points. One point is the refrigerator. One point's the oven. The other point could be the dishwasher. And you want that triangle in a space that you stand in the center so you don't have to walk far to the kitchen. Or let's say you're standing at the, uh, the kitchen triangle. You're standing at the oven. You open the oven. You bend over. You grab the turkey out of the oven. You stand up. And then you want to be able to spin and quickly turn to put the, the turkey on the countertop. Or you want to be able to take something out of the refrigerator and turn and put it into the oven or the sink. So the kitchen triangle is where your workspace is that you have to do it. Now they've done kitchens today. We have multiple tr kitchen triangles where you'll have your main dual sink with two bowls. And maybe that's against the wall look, with a window looking out the backyard. But behind you is an island, and in the island is a smaller sink with a disposal for chopping vegetables. And it has a pull-out sprayer, and you have that for the sink. But then you have a cooktop also in the island, or a cooktop on the other part of the range. So you have multiple ways for, for uh, functionality. And that's really what it comes down to, functionality. How do you know what functionality is? Most kitchen designers and most expert contractors, and these are people that I deal with, They'll interview a homeowner, and they'll ask these really weird questions. Think about this. And you guys have heard me on the radio show. When you design a kitchen, do you know that it's important to know whoever the person in the kitchen, whether it's the male or the female, to know if they're left or right-handed? People are like, what's the difference? Well, here's the difference. If you put a dishwasher to the left of the sink or to the right of the sink, well, most people take their dishes in the sink, wash them, and then turn to the left, and put them in the dishwasher. But if you're right-handed, and you're using your right hand, you want to be able to clean a dish, spin your right, and place it into the dishwasher on the right. So placement of the dishwasher can be based on right or left-handed. Most people don't even know that. An expert kitchen designer is going to know that. Do you cook a lot? Well, if that's the case, then we're not going to give you a cooktop. We're going to give you an oven and a cooktop and a microwave that's a convection. like. Picking of the appliances, I recently read Consumer Reports said that stainless steel gas appliances from the basic model to the very high-end model, the performance is equal. So why spend $6,500 on a super high-end gas cooktop when the GE $1,200 cooktop does exactly the same thing for the same price? Now, your ego is going to want you to get the big one because you have, it's a wolf or let's It doesn't say, have the red knobs. Right, red knobs. <laughs> That's the truth. And so people don't realize that. But you get the same performance. So the key is there you can do, you can save money right there. I would buy stainless steel appliances and you'd be good at it. Here's another way to save money. Your kitchen cabinets. Literally, cabinets have changed the way they've been built in the last 30 years. 30 years ago, they were building cabinets in a factory by hand. They would cut the plywood box pieces. They'd put these little L-shaped metal clips or plastic clips in the corner. They'd glue the cabinets together, and they'd assemble it with glue and screws by hand. And then they'd put them in a box, and they'd ship it to the, to the distributor. The distributor would ship it to my office. My office would take it to the homeowner's house. And if you didn't think that cabinets broke on the way from the factory to us, it was a common occurrence all the time. And it was terrible. Then all of a sudden, somebody from the automotive business got into the cabinet business, and they used robots to glue the corners and to cut the wood and to mass produce it in a way where the quality went way up. Now you have factory-produced cabinets that are great. But I want to tell homeowners, 
Here's what I'm going to tell you. Don't ever buy expensive cabinets. If you're ever going to do cabinets for your house, get the cabinets based on the door. And here's why. People who go into your kitchen, they look at it, and what are they looking at? They're looking at your cabinet doors. A beautiful cabinet door on a crappy cabinet is is really something you should hard, you should deeply consider. And let me tell you why. A crappy cabinet gets installed with screws on your wall. Your installer is going to put those cabinets up straight, perfect, because you've got to have a good installer. But those cabinets now are sitting there. The only person that ever cares about how thick those are are your plates. Do you think your plates and cups even care what kind of thickness or shelf, if it's solid wood, MDF, medium density plywood? No. The ego guy with the three-quarter inch plywood sides that are baked, finished, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares, and you're spending an extra $1,000 on that. Save the money. Buy the cheaper cabinet, but put the extra money on the nicer door. What about, like, refacing the doors? Or like... If you have solid cabinets already, refacing is a very good option, but you've got to have the right... Again, key to refacing is the installer. You've got to have a guy that knows what they're doing, because if they're not perfect, it'll look... It won't even look right. Refacing is an option if you just want to freshen up the house and sell it soon. New kitchen is, is lifetime, really. And so the cabinets are important, but a nice hardware piece and a nice door fixes everything. That's the real truth on kitchens. So you could save a ton of money, by the way. Um, you got to tell them that the doors and you don't care about the cabinets. Now, accessorizing your cabinets is good. That's something I would do, and that's pull-out drawers, self-closing glides. Those are always important. Again, you can spend a $30,000 kitchen can become an $80,000 kitchen with the same cabinet. It all depends on how you accessorize and how crazy you get. What if they're like those crappy, like Formica, white? Yeah. That's what I'm dealing with, where I could just keep, I just need to change the doors or resurf. You know? Right. So you can buy a beautiful door with a nice design. You just got to make sure they're fit exactly for that opening. Because if they don't fit exactly, then it becomes a hodgepodge. And then you got a brand new kitchen. And it looks great. Now, if you're going to reface your cabinets and do that, I do recommend new countertops. Because that'll give it a whole fresh look. And you know what? Listen, to each his own. Everyone has, um, you'll be fine. Um, but the key is, is getting it designed properly. Working with a contractor. Don't ever do a kitchen by yourself. And, you know, the other thing is the kitchen takes time. A kitchen is a 12 to 16 week venture. And, you know, there's a lot involved in remodeling a kitchen. There's a lot involved in designing it. There's a lot of selections that you make. What do you think are the best countertops, Adam? Okay, so back in the day, Formica was the number one countertop, right? And then they'd have a wood butcher block piece that you insert in the Formica. Then all of a sudden a product called Corian came along. Now, granite was always around, but people didn't use granite in kitchens. They used them in offices and in boardrooms. A granite table in the boardroom, you know. But Corian came. And Corian is a brand name. And they used to call um, uh, called it Solid Surface. And Solid Surface was cool, but it was highly expensive. And the reason why it was expensive because they could get away with it. There was no competition. So then... Um, then there was competitions that came out. But then, all of a sudden, granite became popular in kitchens. And everyone wanted granite. 
demand for granite got so high that they opened up a lot of quarries to build more granite because the demand was high and the prices plummeted. So now it's like a house. Most houses have air conditioning. It's, it becomes a standard. Before it was a luxury. Before kitchens were, uh, or granite was really popular in kitchens, it was a luxury. Now that it's super popular, every house has a granite. It's a selling point. So what's after granite? Quartz, right? So quartz is more money than granite. And it's man-made. So they man-made they make quartz tops, and they make them in colors that look like granite, but they're, they're called lifetime tops because they're, they're pretty much going to be there forever. So that's the evolution of the tops. But what are people doing today? They're mixing and matching. They're doing granite on the counters, and then, and then they're doing marble on the island, or they'll do quartz on the island. And like, they'll do white cabinets on the walls and gray cabinets on the island. Or mixing and matching is a big thing. Dark bronze and dark brass not shiny but dull that's popular again so we're seeing cycles black and white is popular again so there's a lot of a lot of ways that the kitchen gets popular but again a kitchen is a blank canvas homeowners who want a nice kitchen will start with something they saw on pinterest or on hgtv and then they evolve it to where they're at today what stops a kitchen from being outrageous is your budget you create your own creativity and time time is the new currency most homeowners don't have time to do the kitchen they want because it takes forever. Now, when it comes to like flooring in the kitchen, do you prefer to have like the floor, like a continuation of the same floor that's in like the dining room or, or do you, con or do you like tile in the kitchen because it's easier to clean up maybe or laminate or what do you think? Okay. So kitchens are considered high traffic. So you want to have a flooring that is made for high traffic areas. Yeah. Kitchen flooring is not easy. Because you can change it. However, today's open floor plans have the kitchen floor going into the hallway to the front door, to the powder room, to the back door. There's a step down to the great room or something, you know. So you have to have a break. However, if you do kitchens, popular floors right now for kitchens are tile, LVT, luxury vinyl tile. Remember, if you have kitchens, you, gotta, you have a hot area, you've got water, you got to have an area where it has high traffic. Porcelain tile is great. Um, luxury vinyl tile is great. Hardwood, pre-finished hardwood is great. But again, you, you're taking pots and pans. You're dropping things. You've got to be careful because you could bang around and you could destroy the floors. Right. So you've so got to be careful it, of that. Is hardwood floors a good idea in the kitchen? Yeah, I think whole hardwood floors are a good idea in the kitchen. It depends on how you finish them and how they're, how they're working. So other than that, it's pretty easy. But again, you know, a kitchen is a place that you use. It's a functional area. You shower every day, most people. Most people turn a kitchen faucet on every day. Most people open a refrigerator every day. Most people use the oven and microwave or toaster every day. So it's an everyday use. So why not have the best functionality and usability for an everyday use item? That's why it's important, you know, with today. They have video screens that pop down under the cabinets today that have YouTube and, and for uh, recipes and for items like that. People love that. Support for Contractor Therapy comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home today is so much more than it was yesterday, but at Rocket Mortgage, home is still all about you. During these challenging times we're all experiencing, the top priority at Rocket Mortgage is the health and safety of the communities they serve. And while things are changing quickly every day, one thing that will never change is their team's commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience possible. 
That's why, if you need mortgage support, their team of experts is there to answer questions and offer solutions. They understand that hardships happen, and they're here to help. Whether that means working with you to save money on your mortgage or finding a new way to navigate payments, if you have questions, the team at Rocket Mortgage has answers. They know how important your home is to you because you are important to them. If you need mortgage assistance, the home loan experts at Rocket Mortgage are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage is with you. Visit rocketmortgage.com forward slash contractor therapy to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Now, what, what do you think the best lighting is to have in the kitchen? That's a, a good one. So yeah. lighting uh, should be uh, not fluorescent. I know. Right? The, the house I'm working on now, there's it's all fluorescent. Yeah, a lot of people have put like those mushroom fluorescent bulbs in. But what you need is, again, everything's today's LED. But you need is a, what's called the color temperature. You need a high temperature or a whiter, brighter white. almost looks blue. Because when you're working, you want to be able to see what you're doing. But here's the other thing people don't realize. Oh, just add more lights. No. Because when you add lights at a certain angle, you get a shadow. If you have a light above you, let's say you're standing at your kitchen countertop. The light's above you and behind you. When you're, that light's beaming down, it's hitting the back of your head, and you're now putting a shadow on what you're working on. So under-cabinet lights are popular. Over-cabinet lights are popular. Multi-dimensional lights. Uh, hanging fixtures and recessed lights. Dimmable lights. All of these are play a role because... It, you know, let's say you want to relax at night and you want the kitchen, you have candles going. You want to dim those white, bright lights, so you want to dim them down. But now with LED, you can change the color of them. You can go yellow. You can do white, you know, so you can do a warmer tone. And it allows people customization, which then ties back into the electronics of your kitchen, where, you know, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, charging, uh, your, even your refrigerator today. You have smart refrigerators. When you pull a, a bucket of milk or a, a gallon of milk out, it reads the UPC code on the milk, and it'll tell you if it's going to expire or if you need more milk. Are those worth it, by the way, these <laughs> electronic refrigerators <laughs> where it looks like it has a TV screen on the yeah. outside? Yes. So I am going to say no. I would say wait. Cutting edge people, you know, the newest iPhone people say, oh, wait for the newest iPhone. There's the people who run out and get it like me, and then there's the people who wait till everyone complains and comes up with whatever. When it comes to home appliances... I don't get latest and greatest TVs and all that. I like a nice TV, but the model years and all that's tough. For refrigerators, it's there. Refrigerators are there to cool your food, right? Keeping inventory and notifying you. Maybe, you know, the egg holders. When you pull an egg out, it knows, right? When you put, they have spots in your refrigerator where your milk goes, and it measures the volume, so it knows, and it sells you. I'm sure, to help you with like diet and stuff, you know. Listen, if it's only here's the deal, it's only as good as the user, right? People wear foot pedometers to see how many steps a day, you know. People have apps to do for nutrition, really and truly. What I know. I bet you most people that own those refrigerators, like with all the LED screens and touch screen stuff, I bet you half of them be like. Yeah, I don't know how to use it, but I have it. Yeah, right, let's eat out tonight. <laughs> I'm eating out tonight. I don't know what it does. But... Right, right, yeah. There's a thousand things you can do with it. But yeah, again, doing a kitchen is, is as good as the installer, but you got to watch out. you got to have a good contractor, you know? you got to plan properly. There's a lot of decisions in kitchen. So, I mean, you know. That would be kind of funny, though, if you were at your refrigerator and you're trying to get milk and it calls your wife because you have your wife listed as milk on your phone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I've got a lot of code names in my phones. <laughs> <laughs>
you got to be careful. Now, when it comes to like stuff you see on like this this home channels and like the reality shows, like they make a big deal out of like backsplash and stuff. Where do you stand on that? Is it like subway tile or where do where do you where do you stand on like the best backsplash type stuff? So, granite tops. Let's use granite. Granite used to be you put the top in, and then you do a four inch backsplash. And then people are like, well, since we're doing stone, let's do a, a stone backsplash. And then you do a full granite backsplash. But the thickness of granite is like a half inch, and they go by centimeters, 2 cm, 3 cm. And then what happens is you have a plug on the wall, and then you have two inches out, so then you have to pull the plug out. So it becomes a lot of work. So now what they've done is they've got thinner granite for the backsplash, or they've done ceramic tile. You've heard of subway tile, super popular right now. And all the colors, most people put them in bathrooms, but they use them on backsplashes in kitchens. But now they have, you know, all kinds of tile. And what happened was is one TV show shows this stacked, stacked stone, it's called. And then you go to a big box store and they have stacked stone on sale. And everybody's putting stacked stone on their backsplash. And I've seen such disastrous jobs. But, you know, those are trendy. Those are the ones that people get sick of after like six months. To me, a nice backsplash matches the countertop and it's classic. And, and it shouldn't stick out like a sore thumb. It should fade into the background. So you don't think it should be like a, a feature? Like some people have it like the whole wall to the ceiling is backsplash. Yeah. Some people get crazy like that. Some people put wood flooring on the walls like on, as a backsplash. I've seen, you know, it looks like a pine lumber. Uh, I uh, Listen, we're now putting TVs in kitchens, right? The kitchen is an area where people walk in from the garage with the groceries. They have a place to put, put the stuff down. It's a working area. So it's very important that you spend a lot of time planning your kitchen properly. Traffic patterns are huge. What about like vinyl sheet flooring, just cutting a huge sheet and having that installed? So vinyl sheet flooring still has a use. Um, the problem with vinyl sheet flooring from the past, I never really liked it, is because if you have plywood that's not perfectly smooth on the floor and you put the sheet flooring down, that sheet flooring takes the shape of everything and it could lift up a little bit and there could be vinyl flooring and all that. So it's not easy. Now, in regards to like a, a kitchen island, because we talked about that a little bit earlier about whether there's a sink in it, a range in it, whatever, a stovetop. What do you think are the must-haves for a kitchen island, in your opinion? Should it have room for seating? Should it function as like a dual thing where it's prep, cook prep, and also seating? Or Yeah, the, anytime you can have a multifunction of a, of a, of a, product, a place in the house, it's always good. So we design islands with a, a low and a high. Low countertop for a workspace, sink, cooktop, and chopping blocks. And then at the back, a high stand where you have to put plates, stools, and people can sit at the kitchen countertop while you're there. So the multiples, I would rather you, um, I'd rather you do it that way as opposed to um, getting the one countertop at all do it that way and that way you can also put plugs in the countertop you could add for charging so it's it's designing a multifunction, and that's where you have a kitchen designer that'll help you tremendously now what do you feel about like i've seen this on a, a few times for like when it comes to the island where it has like the waterfall yeah the what's waterfall that edge. about is that so like they this one the continuous edge? thing yeah what they do is they miter the edge so they hide the seam it looks really cool. It's really expensive. And again, that's another trend. Are you going to get sick of that in three years? That's the problem I tell people. How am I going to think about this in three to five years? Some people don't care, though. You what know? is that called? That's a waterfall edge. 
they miter the edge, and it looks yeah, like it looks like one. the it looks like the top of the island flows right over the edge all the way to the ground on one side, so like a waterfall. I need to see it. <laughs> okay, I got it. okay. I you, see it. Okay. Another one too that about the kitchen is uh, that like there's always. In for whatever reason, people want to have feature walls in the kitchen. I yeah. don't know why. Maybe you could talk about that. Like either it's like it's like one like one wall that's like colored differently than the rest of the kitchen, and it sort of ties everything together. Or... Sure. So there are what we call accent walls, accent colors, um, things that contribute to the overall design. Some people want to have a theme. You know what I'm saying? Some people want it to be uh, stoic. I want a white kitchen, white countertops white everything right and i want it to be one of those places where you walk in and it looks like a museum i you know then there's a i want a kitchen that looks like you're you know gonna roll your sleeves up and start cooking with me you or know? like one of those like a rustic feel or something yeah yeah i want to or like i want you to come like you came down and you were at a lodge and you came to my kitchen and we're making bacon and eggs and you know and there's wood paneling everywhere so again it's the look the theme um and that's how people are so basically, that's what you got to do, how you do it. And again, be patient with your kitchen because when it's done, you're going to forget about everything and you're going to love it. So again, I hope this information helps. I hope that people understand that I'm just from experience wanting you to learn some of these tips because if you're thinking of putting on a kitchen, it's a big expense. I don't want you to you know, uh, spend more than you have to. So these are some of the tips I'd like to share with you today and I hope you enjoyed it. If you like this podcast, please give me some comments down below. Hit the subscribe button. Of course, you can find our podcast at radio.com or uh, your any, any website where you get your podcast from. And of course, I want to thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again next week.